Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This has been the deadliest 24 hours in the U.S. since the pandemic began. More than 900 people have been killed by the coronavirus nationwide, and cases here now top 64,000. And while the majority of infections are still in New York tonight, there are new hotspots emerging, including in Louisiana, which now has nearly 10 times as many cases than a week ago. New York's governor says he is seeing some signs that those unprecedented stay-at-home orders now in 20 states may be working and helping to slow the rate of the virus spreading. But he warns hospitals are still not ready for the dramatic increase in infections expected to come in the next three weeks. On Wall Street today, an agreement on that $2 trillion financial relief package now moving through Congress sent stocks soaring. But tonight on Capitol Hill, there's this news. It appears that a deal may have hit a snag. Our team is covering every angle of this, and Meg Oliver leads us off tonight from New York City. Meg? Nora, we just learned that 13 COVID-19 patients at one New York hospital died in the last 24 hours. This after the governor said today that the aggressive social distancing enacted this week appears to be making a difference. We can slow it and we have slowed it. Governor Andrew Cuomo said today the biggest thing New York has bought is time. The doubling of hospitalizations has slowed to nearly every five days. But he also said that the state needs 30,000 more ventilators. We're still working with the federal government to try to find more ventilators, but that is our single greatest challenge. What he now has is an army of 40,000 medical volunteers. There's no such thing as a former nurse. Once a nurse, always a nurse. Like retired oncology nurse Laura Benson. You're ready That's, for it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I'm in. Because, you know, it could be my family member laying in that bed. More than 3,000 New York police officers are out sick. 9% of the force. Nearly 300 of them due to coronavirus. We'll pick up the pieces afterwards. It's a difficult time. Um, but we are going to get through this. Uh, we got to stay together, not panic. At this New Jersey nursing home, doctors fear that all 94 residents are presumed positive for coronavirus and were evacuated today. 
In California, its COVID-19 cases is more than 2,500 and climbing. In Los Angeles, the mayor said the worst is yet to come. We are anywhere from about 6 to 12 days behind what we are seeing in New York City. Infections seem to come in clusters, like with five members of the same Missouri family. My mom has um, suffered a little bit more. She's been on a ventilator uh, for over seven days. It's been tough. Healthcare workers on the front lines also have to worry about taking care of their families when they return from work. Today here in New York City, the Four Seasons Hotel is trying to relieve that burden by offering free lodging to any medical personnel working during this crisis. Nora. And that will help. Meg, thank you. I want to turn now to here in Washington, where a last-minute snag is delaying that $2 trillion lifeline to struggling workers and companies. And tonight, there are indications that some taxpayers may have to wait as long as four months to see relief checks. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. And Nancy, you talk about this relief package. It's mass- massive. I mean, roughly half the entire federal budget. But what's the latest on when this vote is going to happen? Nora, senators still tell us they are hoping to vote tonight. They're trying to sort through a last-minute flap over new unemployment benefits, but they know that the longer they wait, the more the jobless claims stack up. The money is CPR for a critically ill economy. Americans want to know how soon they'll see that relief. They need this money like as fast as possible. Florida Republican Marco Rubio co-authored the the small business section of the bill. More than $350 billion in loans and grants designed to prevent more layoffs. There's already 800 banks that do this, and, and the bill authorizes them to use the same infrastructure to immediately begin providing this money. So a small business can get the money in a week? Well, in some cases with the express loans, 36 hours. The bill's big boost in unemployment insurance should go into effect by next week. In Michigan alone, jobless claims have surged from 5,000 last month to 123,000 this month. CBS financial analyst Jill Schlesinger. So we must help individuals. This bill is a start. We'll see if it's enough. As for those cash payments, $1,200 for most individuals, double for couples, and $500 more for each child. The Treasury Secretary says the IRS should be able to direct deposit the funds in most bank accounts within three weeks. Aaron Sharp of Long Beach, California, is scheduled to be furloughed by a major hotel chain tomorrow, and his salary cut by 80%. It will help me, of course. Any type of money, I'll take it at this point without, with being furloughed and not knowing um, 60 days out if I'll still have a job after that. One alert tonight about those cash payments. Americans whose bank account information is not on file with the IRS could find themselves waiting up to four months for the money because the IRS, Nora, can only mail out about 20 million paper checks a month. All right, Nancy, thank you. Tonight, the virus is spreading rapidly in the South, and hospitals are becoming becoming overwhelmed. We're talking about Louisiana, Florida, and Georgia are seeing alarming spikes with more than 4,700 cases and 125 deaths in those states alone. Health officials say large public events like spring break and Mardi Gras are partly to blame. We have two reports from the region, beginning with Omar Villafranca in New Orleans. Omar? Nora, there are more cases in the New Orleans area than in all of Los Angeles County and L.A. County. It's 25 times bigger. I'm here on Bourbon Street. It is empty, and it's a sobering reminder of the severity of this pandemic. 
The French Quarter is shut down as the Big Easy braces for a big spike in coronavirus cases. In just over two weeks, the number of cases in Louisiana has skyrocketed to almost 1,800. Louisiana is one of the epicenters, unfortunately, of this epidemic. Former state health director Rebecca Gee says masks and other protective equipment are running out. This is unprecedented for all of us. Doctors believe the city's yearly Mardi Gras festivities escalated the spread of the virus. 54-year-old Gina Brown lives with HIV and says COVID-19 has her scared to leave the house. When you see that the beds are getting filled up and some people still aren't social distancing, what do you do? I don't want to die. We have to take this thing seriously. Wash your hands. If they say stay inside, stay inside. But that didn't stop worshipers at Baton Rouge's Tabernacle Church, where 450 people gathered for worship Tuesday night. State officials say they're looking into it. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, New Orleans. I'm Mark Strassman at Atlanta's Grady Hospital. All 100 beds in its intensive care unit were full, and then COVID-19 hit. Viral patients are now quarantined wherever the hospital finds space. Dr. Robert Jansen, its chief medical officer. So the stress is not just capacity, it's not just stress of supplies, but all the individuals themselves that are taking care of these patients. Because? Because so much is not known. At all of Atlanta's four major hospitals, every ICU bed is taken. She just kind of deteriorated. By Sunday, the fever had not broken, and she... Um, started coughing. Justin Anthony's talking about his cousin Emma. She's 12, one of Georgia's youngest coronavirus patients. Tonight, Emma's hooked to a ventilator at Atlanta's Children's Hospital. In Alabama, a newborn baby girl is in isolation after her nurse tested positive for COVID-19. Back in Georgia, at this one rural hospital, 12 COVID-19 patients have died. They've asked for help. Unfortunately, we don't have capacity to take their patients. These mobile trailers are part of Grady's mobile emergency room. New patients who come in with a garden variety headache or sore throat come here for more treatment. They're kept away from the coronavirus patients who have overwhelmed so many hospitals. Difficult to hear all that news, Mark. Thank you. Late today, President Trump said he thinks some sections of the country might be able to get back to work before others. But his likely opponent in the fall, Joe Biden, tells CBS News that the president is wrong to raise hopes of an early end to restrictions. Major Garrett reports tonight from the White House. People are asking, is that an alternative? I say, absolutely, it is an alternative. Eager to sound optimistic amid more state stay-at-home orders, President Trump again said he hopes to get the economy reopened soon. The more lives we can save and the sooner we can eventually get people back to work, back to school, and back to normal. And there are large sections of our country probably can go back much sooner than other sections. Health officials continue to push back on the president's suggestion that Easter could be a COVID-19 turning point. The last thing any country needs is to open schools and businesses only to be forced to close them again because of a resurgence. 
In an interview with CBS News, Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden said the president's optimism carried genuine risks. The only thing we can do worse than telling the American people the truth is, in fact, raise false hopes. And then when it doesn't occur, they go, oh, my God, something really must be worse than I thought it was. Biden also faulted the president's approach to daily coronavirus briefings. I just wish he would introduce those briefings and step aside and let Dr. Fauci and the experts speak. Biden also told us that, in his opinion, COVID-19 is the largest crisis America has faced in modern times, and he could not predict when he would return to campaigning in front of live audiences. For his part, the president said late today, overall, the coronavirus crisis is, quote, not such a rough patch. Nora? Major, thank you. We want to turn now to the very important issue of protecting our mental health. More than 6,000 mental health professionals in New York State are now providing free services to cope with the stress of COVID-19. Dr. Lucy McBride is an internist here in Washington. Her practice is based on the concept that mental health and physical health are connected. So, Dr. McBride, let's talk about that. How does our mental health affect our physical health? Nora, I'm so glad you're drawing attention to this very important issue. Um, as you know, we're dealing with an enormous crisis of physical health with coronavirus, but I also think of this as a crisis of mental health. So it's equally important to treat people's coughs, colds, and their symptoms of coronavirus as it is to treat the, the associated fear that, we think, that I think we all, all feel at some point. And on that note, what are you telling your patients? Well, there are things you can do. I mean, the good news is you can help yourself with your own anxiety. First of all, if you're anxious, that makes you normal. It is normal to be anxious. We are wired as human beings for survival. And so our natural stress hormones are activated when we are faced with, with a threat. And this is a big threat, this is big. My job, as I see it as a doctor, is to replace fear with facts and to preach that gospel to whoever wants to listen. What are some of the quick remedies if you're feeling extremely anxious or stressed? One of the quick, easy things is to take enormously deep breaths. The second thing I'm asking people to do is download a free meditation app on your phone if you have a phone. Meditating helps bring us back to the present moment and helps us calm those stress hormones. The third thing is trying to get into nature, and it's safe to be in nature as long as you're distanced from other people. And then the other thing is, is, is just movement. Movement helps discharge adrenaline, helps quiet our minds. I want to also ask you about stress and substance abuse. What about people who are dealing with addiction? Many of my patients who are dealing with addiction are finding it harder than ever to stay sober or to be sober. So I'm telling those patients, this is not forever. This is not a, a permanent state of the world. But I'm also reminding them to not smoke, to minimize alcohol, and to quit if someone has an addiction. Everything you have said will be so incredibly helpful. Dr. McBride, thank you so much for joining us. Nora, it was great to be with you. Tonight, the coronavirus pandemic is approaching half a million cases worldwide with more than 20,000 deaths. And that number includes at least 35 doctors in Italy and Spain. The outbreak has also struck Britain's royal family, infecting Prince Charles. Roxana Sabiri reports tonight from Windsor Castle. Two weeks after Prince Charles narrowly avoided shaking hands at an awards show, he's proven that even the future king of Britain can contract coronavirus. It's a reminder that even though he's a prince, everyone is vulnerable to this. His office says the 71-year-old prince has been displaying mild symptoms but remains in good health. 
The news comes as Britain tries to enforce its new lockdown. Can you all go home, please? It's not a holiday. With coronavirus cases and deaths rising rapidly, the country is converting this convention center into a 4,000-bed hospital. I didn't take this virus to be set very, very seriously until, you know, saw this this morning. Spain has been running out of room for its patients and for its dead. The virus has now killed more people here than in China, but fewer than in Italy. Still, some promising news. The rate of new infections in Italy appears to be slowing, signaling tough measures to keep people at home may be paying off. As the lockdown takes hold in the UK, we're told 93-year-old Queen Elizabeth remains in good health here at Windsor Castle, along with her 98-year-old husband, Prince Philip. Nora. All right, Roxana, thank you. So many Americans have had their lives disrupted by the coronavirus, but some are finding new ways to showcase their talents just when their kindness is needed most. Here's Jamie Ukas. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Twin Cities photographer Dave Puente is used to going inside people's homes to get the perfect shot. Have family photos always been your favorite? You know, people have always been my favorite. But these days, families come outside to pose on their front porches and driveways. All right, guys, no, shoes not required. The close-ups happen from a safe 15 feet away. Got you. We've been taking the, the proximity thing really seriously, and... There's absolutely no contact. Normally, a family photo session costs hundreds of dollars, but these shoots are free. What is it like to have this picture from this moment in time? I think it's a, it's going to be a, a way to remember this this time when the world stopped. But Puente keeps going, sharing his talent and his most valuable asset with others. I can give from my wealth, which is my time. He's now shooting pregnancy photos, birthdays, even couples celebrating anniversaries. I'm hoping it'll be a, a positive reminder of the time that we get to kind of reconnect. It's been all positive for the man behind the lens. So you're finding more purpose right now in your photography? Yeah, to know that that is so valuable, like the most important thing that they own is humbling. A portrait of America at home and together. Jamie Ukas, CBS News. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.